Mark. Mark. Hey, yo, Mark. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, mocha latte. We're live, homie. Wait, what? <laughs> we're live. Oh. Uh. All right, all right. I'm feeling nice and refreshed and everything okay. else. We good over you know, there? You know, it's been a day. Like literally, <laughs> word on the street, word on the curb is: do not ever drink coffee if you are Mark Monroe. I tried it again decades later, and same results, except without potentially getting arrested. So, Lord, you know, all in all, you know, not happening again. <laughs> Okay, that's good. You? Lay off the coffee. I am great. You know, I had some coffee today and I was just fine. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know how you guys all drink that hot brown water, but you know, <laughs> you know, real talk though, it tasted good with a weird aftertaste. Really? But then after that, it was just like, oh. it started to go downhill very fast. Like the sweats, mm -hmm. the shakes, I can feel, I can hear my heartbeat. Um, and then on top of that, it was like, it took me three hours to complete five questions from design. Um, yeah, it was, it was, my day was just all types of bad, so. <laughs> well. But we're here now. And the the caffeine is slightly wearing off. I feel like I'm back to my normal self. I, after like, you know, 10 bottles of water and everything else, you know, let, you let's water. just say, you know, I'm clear today, but. Lavix <laughs> said casually overdosing on caffeine. Not the yeah, casual overdose. Good lord. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to the cousins. Shout out to I think it was Charmaine O'Reilly who was first in the chat. We got a lot to get into today as it pertains to like AI and some of the other things. So you ready to just get into it? Yeah. All right. Well, first things first. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Executive Education. I'm Mark Monroe, accompanied by my wonderful co-host, co-producer, and co-creator, and all things galactic. Give it up for none other than the most wonderful. It's Jalen GC in the place to be. What does it, cousins, on this fine Tuesday evening? All right. And so today we are going to be talking about a few things. One, uh, just keep this in mind. AI is definitely in focus, uh, mm -hmm. which has been pretty much in focus. You know, I kind of like talked about it a little bit in October of last mm -hmm. year. And then we're starting to see it like literally, you know, I guess manifest itself across the entire market, whether it's enterprise as well as uh, consumer uh, and retail space. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because this is like my favorite time of the year. And then on top of that, we're going to talk about like, where is it that you should be thinking about as it pertains to the future? So without further ado, let's talk about it. So my favorite time of the year is the developers conferences, Jolene, like 100 developers conference. Oh, and by the way, shout outs to all the cousins worldwide, because not only are we streaming here live on YouTube, but we're also streaming on Twitter. We're all so my Twitter and Jolene's Twitter, as well as what's up to the professional cousins. Hey, if you're still at your office, uh, the cousins over there at LinkedIn. So we're everywhere. We're all around. So if you see us and if you're shouting us out wherever you are. 
go ahead and send a shout out in the chat if you could see it on Twitter or if you're on LinkedIn. All right, so developers conference. So what is the developers conference? So when companies hold developer conferences, it's exactly what it's for, the developers, the people in whom which that definitely, you know, build on top of the platform to make the platform even greater. Uh, and then on top of that to build extra services. So like, if you think about it, like what makes Apple, Apple? It's not just the iPhone. The iPhone would just be a normal device if it wasn't for the developer community, AKA the folks in whom which that really prop it up and make the moat for what it is. Hence the reason why Epic Games had went through that whole smoke and beef with Apple over the app store, which later on we found out that Apple won. So, you know, you had the little 30% break at the time being, and now it's, you know, back on. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, so the developers make up, the, the developers make any platform, whether it's IBM, whether it's Google, whether it's Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, AWS. And on top of that, when we look at other companies, like for example, Tesla. So Tesla thrives very much so off of the developers community. Now, each and every single one of them are specifically different. Mm -hmm. So for example, when I just mentioned a company like Tesla, Tesla is more so the developers community, but more so the developers that come in. So when you hear their AI day, their AI day is kind of like considered like their developers conference because it brings in a lot of developers that are they're garnering interest of them wanting to come and work at Tesla. And these are some of the greatest minds here in the US and also from around the world that travel to literally go to Tesla AI day. But you have other events that have been longstanding like Google I.O., where we've heard some of the most innovative things that have ever crossed the stage from Larry Page and Sergey Brin. Eric Schmidt maybe had a guest appearance and who can't forget Microsoft's back in the day conferences when Steve Ballmer, you know, kind of looked acted like he was on steroids or whatever it was. And he was having a roid rage on stage and like literally just tons of sweat. And like it was weird. It was weird seeing a man like sweat profusely in a matter of 30 seconds and completely drenched his shirt. Like it was incredible, but also awkward at the same time. But he was so amped for what Microsoft was bringing out during that time being, and then on top of that, addressing the developers community. And so you get a lot of feedback during those times, but it's interesting because a lot of you are like, well, hey, Mark, I'm not a software developer. I'm not an engineer or anything like that. It's true, you may not be. That is completely, absolutely fair. But what is interesting about those things is they also serve a dual focus. So it's for folks in whom which that are very much so enthusiastic about building platforms. So if you're at faith, if you build, if you build products that are going to interact with Google or Alphabet or Apple or Facebook or AKA Meta or AWS use their cloud services or Microsoft build on Windows or build on any of the other 365 uh, kit and caboodle, including their cloud then this is the place for developers. But it serves as a twofold focus because it gives you a cheat sheet of what's coming down the pipeline. And that's so, why I like work, because I like to yeah. know how AI is going to impact the future of leisure, you know? So I, I got to yes. be honest with it. It's very interesting. So this is the part where we start to see a lot of the things that are partaking in the marketing, the marketing side of a lot of these companies. This is where they're doing their biggest amounts of damage within the space of making sure that everybody's informed, making sure that the stories are tight and that everybody knows what's happening. So, for example, um, let's start off with IBM today. And I'm going to go ahead and share some screen today so that way I can give you guys a heads up. Um, and you know, I, I may even give you guys some, some, some gems here and there as well. So as we see today, IBM has just released its Watson X platform. So now it's always been known as IBM Watson, but now IBM Watson has become Watson X. 
so to power the next generation foundation models of business. So you're going to hear this keyword, and I'm going to actually give you guys some breakdowns. And don't worry, I'll I'll make the text bigger because I know that people are like, Mark, your your text is a little too small. All right, so this is an interesting thing in which that we always hear about as it pertains to models. So like you've probably heard of this thing called LLM, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, do you know what it is, Jolene? Large language model. That is correct. So it's part of the natural language processing uh, family where essentially it's able to take large amounts of data and then essentially put it into a library. And for, if you really think about it, that's the foundation of what a lot of the things in which that you use chat GPT for. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these resources that you're going to find out for, let's say in these conferences, they build these models and then they get stored into libraries for ultimately everybody else to open to pretty much have access to these things and utilize their core platform. What does that mean? So let's let's keep it simple. I'm going to give developer, uh, I'm going to go geek for a second, and then I'm going to bring it back, and then I'm going to show you guys how it impacts you, the investor. So let's take a company like Google. So like, for example, signing in with Google. So that means that you have to do a pull to, you have to do a pull request, so a request of services from Google, and then it brings you back something as it pertains to data. So now you're tapping into the library of Google. So that's what we call an API request or pull. And so from that, you've pulled something from Google, but also they pull something from you because they now know that you're a user or that you're a person that's using it. When you reach a certain amount of data that you're utilizing, then like, for example, let's take Google Maps, then it becomes lucrative for them because then they can start charging. So and then on top of that, it also feeds them as it pertains to user data, which if they're in, let's say, the advertisement business, they have this at they have this data on what is it that their users are doing and what is it and how they're using, utilizing their core platform, which helps Google or a company like Alphabet when it comes to understanding if they know what their users are doing and if they have advertisers that are interested in wanting to tap into that user pool, you can kind of build that bridge to essentially marry the two together. So again, that's where it gets kind of cool for everybody. But so the new Watson product focuses on infused or is infused with uh, foundation models of generative AI. Now notice this word has been quite the buzzword of 2023 mm -hmm. uh, to be launched uh, for code uh, all in one uh, ops. So pretty much all in, you know, all inclusive digital labor. Hmm, interesting. So AKA you're going to start seeing a lot of digital twin technology utilizing the AI services because when you go to sleep, the services are still running. Uh, and then, of course, security and sustainability. Security. So when we think about things like you know cybersecurity, which is also pretty huge. So notice the things that I just mentioned as it pertains to business models. So we have AI, which is the, the general focus. But then we also have digital labor, uh, all inclusive or all, you know, all in one. And then cybersecurity. And then, of course, sustainability. Now, one of the things that we haven't talked about yet, but we're going to have to get into it later, is mm -hmm. ESG, environmental social governance, because that's becoming quite huge. And it's definitely something as it pertains to how is it that we also rethink profitability across other companies. And so it's a major tool. And I'll probably do that probably if I can do it in this month of May, I'll try. But if, if not, I'll roll out the red carpet for it in June for sure. All right. So new collaboration with Hugging Face, which is a place in which that we can see a lot of new tools that are ultimately being that are being created uh, as it pertains to within the AI space. And I'll probably show you guys another tool as well. Uh, will work to bring the best of open source AI models to the enterprise on the Watson platform. So now it's not only just on the consumer side, but they're bringing those open source platforms or those open source ideas to the enterprise. What does that do for those companies that are launching within the startup space? Now it makes them, uh, it gives them the ability to scale up a lot faster. Whereas beforehand, 
when it took when it, when it took for a startup to get to let's say working with enterprise clients or providing enterprise services it took years to do now we can do it at the same time that you launch in smaller areas so wow. then of course ibm consulting announces a center of excellence for generative ai with over 1000 ai experts ready to implement client businesses so pretty much this is the next generation of their sales department just as Mark, a heads up do you think that there will be more um unicorn ipos with this acceleration um with ai Yes, I do believe that there will be, but I think that we're still in we're, as we're still in that process, you're going to see here's how I see it. You're going to see a lot of unicorns overall, but then you're also going to have a lot of inflated unicorns that they will bust when the bubble busts in mm -hmm. phase 1 and then when phase 2 as phase 2 starts to roll around because here's the thing, just because we see a lot of things come to the forefront doesn't mean that they are they're always successful. And the same thing happens for startups as much as we see as many startups fail. We mm -hmm. see just as much amount of ideas at some of these major companies that fail. What's the difference? Well, those companies have a lot more cash and runway and burn to be able to burn through and they can ultimately write it off and still not bat an eye for X amount of time until their shareholders get pissed off and they're like, okay, hey, it's put up or shut up time. Um, but at the same time, it's like they do also a very good job being able to mask those failures and be able to focus on the positive with wonderful marketing and PR, one. Mm -hmm. And then two, the other part is they can always have other things that are in the oven at the same time because they can afford it. So I strongly, I strongly believe that we're going to see quite a bit of failures within the space, but that's a, that's a good thing because it shows that the yeah. first phase always shows us the possibilities of how far that we can push. And then it's like, okay, it's kind of like a writer. I'll, I'll put it like this. It's kind of like writing. When you first write anything, especially if you're passionate about the subject that you're writing about, you write with your heart the first time. And then you, it's like, then it's like you make all these mistakes in the midst of writing. But then the second time when you come back over and write it, you write with your mind. And then that's when you start to perfect a lot of the things in which that you had initially wrote. The same thing works when we think about startups and when we think about corporations as well, when they come out with new products. I mean, look at Google. They came out with cloud. They pushed the envelope as it pertains to cloud gaming, right? But yet at the same token, a lot of folks didn't know that Google Stadia had officially failed as of 2023, January. They canceled the services. It was a great service, but the problem was they didn't fully wrap their minds around the business model and it wasn't so cohesive and thus the project failed. So again, and they, they dumped billions of dollars behind it, but yet it just didn't work. Now, if they had AI tools that were ultimately optimizing and everything else and have subscription models turned around it, Mm -hmm. then essentially a Google Stadia would have been different. But it just goes to show you that failures take place all the time. So it sounds like AI not only is helping, will help companies, will drive economic growth, but then also it sounds like it's helping them save money and be able to, I won't say fail faster, but in a sense, it seems like it would help them to fail faster so that they can then recover and pivot. Yeah, much quicker. yeah. And the interesting thing about this is, is that also, this is the part where we start to see where in this in this space where you see companies that are doing very, very well that have spent a lot of time in it. They like the companies that are spending now, mm -hmm. like that are like spending on not just like trying to catch up with everybody, but they're spending and taking risks for other things, other things in the future. Those are the companies in which that, yeah, they can, they're, they're failing. They're having those miniature failures along mm -hmm. the way. Like think about how many failures NVIDIA is having along the way in order to be successful. It's just the problem is 
that they've gotten so far ahead of everybody else that they can afford to fail fast and still stay ahead of the game. But at the same token, you know, the biggest thing to look at when we think about AI, especially for each and every single one of you investors at home or at the office or in your car, if you're listening, um, the interesting thing to look at it is this is probably going to be the areas in which that we start looking at, okay, this is where profit margins are ultimately going to be built. So should we look at another company that's also going to be hosting a... a yeah, we should. You know, Are you talking about for tomorrow? Uh, yeah. So we can look at that because one of the interesting companies that is like that is synonymous with tech, you know, that is they're having their keynote tomorrow. And I love to watch the keynotes because that's where they really set the stage for everything. Mm -hmm. And it really sets the it really sets the tone for the entire event. Um, a company that is literally doing that and they probably have some one of the top developer conferences every year is Google I.O. So, you know, Google I.O. has been long withstanding each and every single year where you every single developer conference, you always have the CEO of the company give their keynote. And then essentially they give you a wide array of experiences of how, like, what does the experience look with their existing software or products that they release? And it gives an idea for developers to be able to understand, OK, hey, this is an idea of how is it that I can build on top of this or build something within this within this uh, scope of things or even push the boundaries of the technology. So let's see. Let's see if we can find out what the, what's on key for the docket for Google. Well, look at this. As you scroll down, it's not that hard to find, but essentially AI, mobile, web, and cloud. These are the four key things in which that they're looking at this year. Now, of course, if you go a little bit further into the content of uh, Google, then mm -hmm. essentially now we start to look at, okay, you have the Google keynote, then you have the developer keynote, what's new with Android. So I'm probably sure it's going to be Android, uh, Android OS, uh, what's new in Chrome OS for Chromebooks, uh, Google wallet and payments. So FinTech. And then on top of that, what's new in AR, material design, Firebase, which is their cloud infrastructure, Google Home. So home services, probably, I, I think that we could probably see some security since they're thinking about automation there. Um, and then, of course, generative AI, which, as you guys all know, that's a major area. That's a battleground area. So generative AI and, of course, what's new with Google Cloud. So these are all the things in which that we're seeing that are major pillars and cornerstones. A lot of folks only know of Google for its Google Cloud services. It, maybe it's Google Play and, of course, Search. But as you can see here, there are multiple products and multiple things within Google's lineup in which that they're bringing forth and that they're going to discuss in which that developers around the world are going to be paying attention to. And of course, if developers are paying attention, please rest assured that investors are also paying attention. Investors always like an interesting thing to look at when it comes to the tech industry or any type of conference that you see. They look at it in the sense of the, the community that supports it. And so the community that's built around it, which is AKA your moat. But then they also look at the other folks that are the newcomers. So it also serves as a ploy because the next generation of employees, they go to work for companies that inspire them. If they're not inspired, then they're not going to go work for the company. You know, the days of I'm just here for a paycheck are over. They want to build things that are meaningful. And so with that being said, if you have things that are not meaningful or that people don't care about, you're probably not going to have that much amount of recruiting. And if they're not excited, then you rest assured that investors will not be excited. And you like, know, I guarantee you, anybody who has a company that's within their portfolio, they mm -hmm. should be able to talk about if you have something that's within your portfolio, you're not just buying it just because of the fact that you see the stock going up and down. You're buying it because of the fact that you understand what the company does and what they provide. And on top of that, you have an idea as it pertains to what their future could be. 
and also looking at that future and cross-reference with value. Go ahead, yeah. Jolene. I was going to say that also um, that what you were saying earlier, that ESG is also a factor, especially with um, like later millennials and Gen Z. Like that's going to be a major um, factor in who the talent is going to be seeking. Yes, very much so for sure. But then there's another thing uh, that's going to be coming out also that's later on in this month. So let's take a look at uh, the Build Conference brought to you by Microsoft. Now, of course, I can also talk about WWDC, uh, which is by Apple. Um, which I'm probably sure that they're going to probably try to find ways in which that they bring generative AI into Apple products or into the Apple core services. But I think it's really going to be built around the infrastructure. Apple always focuses on infrastructure. So they're not always going to be the first one to the party, but they're going to be the one that perfects the party. So that's mm-hmm. the thing. Apple never creates the party. Apple <laughs> is the party. They're the <laughs> ones that you build the party for. And like when they show up, the crowd shows up. That's the way that you got to think about it. Others, they build a wonderful infrastructure. Go ahead. How would you characterize Microsoft at this party? So Microsoft would literally be the entire infrastructure of how everything works. So Mm -hmm. like, for example, you got the DJ there. So the DJ is very much so important because if the if the if the DJ is dusty and their music is trash, then essentially like, look, Mm -hmm. nobody goes to a party to like literally just like just be a talking fest. That's a networking event. That's not what this is. So essentially, they would be like the DJ and then on top of that, the refreshments, the lights and everything else and making sure that like everything is a one. When we look at Google, they would be like, okay, hey, making sure that you got security. (laughs) And so no riffraff, none of that. And then on top of that, they would also be, hey, making sure that everybody gets home safe because you got to know where you're going. But then Apple would be like, yo, oh, I just heard that, you know, let's say (laughs) Jay-Z is going to be there. Or let's say I heard that, you know, uh, Tyler, the creator or her is performing. Mm -hmm. That's when everybody shows up to. I mean, if you're part of the Mosquito Hive, then go ahead. You can say that uh, Beyonce is also going to be there as well. So (laughs) 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 I'm just joking. Keep me from it. I'm not in that. All right. So so this is going to be one of those interesting things, because as you can see, there's a lot of AI that's surrounding around their entire conversation. So how to build next gen AI services with NVIDIA AI, which is interesting, because last time I checked, we were talking about Microsoft working together with AMD. But yet, look, I don't see AMD at the party. But, you know, that that's just developing. So that may be just cooking in the background. So. But at the same token, you know, we have to recognize the juggernaut in the room. And if you think about like NVIDIA, they don't have to be at any of the conferences, but the world knows that Mm -hmm. NVIDIA is the one that's pretty much powering a lot of that infrastructure across the board. So, I mean, honestly, there's a lot there. So AI for developers, I mean, Copilot is something where it started off as trash and now it's getting better uh, over time. As, As more people use it, then it gets smarter. That's the purpose of AI and machine learning inject power of the cloud and AI into your development workflow. So they're really going to be focused towards developers and enterprise-based clients. So one of the things that Microsoft is known for is that they send a lot of employees out to like literally travel around the world, hear a lot of people's issues, hear what their problems are, and focus on how is it that Microsoft can do better as it pertains to solving those problems with their services. That's exactly the competition in which that you look at between Google, Microsoft, and AWS. Okay. So that's what it's going to be for uh, Microsoft. And of course, with Apple, it's going to be up. It's going to be about its software that surrounds its products. That so that way, it's like when you look at the the software that comes out for Apple. 
you're going to learn that okay hey mac os is going to come with this it's going to have these feet is going to have these features app ios is going to have these features ipad os is going to have these features which gives you a clear idea if you understand and if you listen well to what they're saying and understand the like the the user uh journey that they provide for you or the user flow then it's going to give you an idea as it pertains to what type of product that they're going to be releasing that's going to support that software. And it makes it fairly easy to understand. Okay, Mark. So in our last five minutes here, um, what are the major things that we should take from, let's say we're going to go, we're going to watch um, one of the conferences, uh, one of those sessions tomorrow with Google. How should we approach it? So it, as investors, because I know that that's why everybody's here, like most of you here are investors and I kind of just went on this whole spiel of geeking out as from the developer side and everything else. So as investors, what should you be paying attention to? You already know what these companies provide. So now you're looking at what's the next stepping stone for these companies and what leads us towards the future. I'll break it down really quickly in three minutes or less. So as you know, we're in a high inflation environment, but inflation is going to come down. And essentially the question is a lot of these services in which that we're seeing, they're very much, they're, they're not as expensive anymore to build. So when inflation comes down, then that should probably bring their profit margins a lot higher one. And they've already been like cutting back on a lot of those expenses. So now as an investor, you're looking at it in the sense of when you go to watch Google IOs keynote, Mm -hmm. You're looking at not only what the product is today, but what is the stepping stone for the year after today and then the year after that? Like, are they, where are they? Where is this heading? And mm -hmm. they do a great job of giving you breadcrumbs of where it's going. Even sometimes it's incremental changes, but it's giving you stepping stones of where the company is. And also understanding that, where is the trend? Like a lot of times people try to fight the trend, but this is one of those ones where companies are giving you well-established of saying, okay, hey. The trend here is is totally your friend. Let the trend be your friend. So, for example, everybody's focused on AI. Everybody's focusing on making developers' lives more easier. Everybody's focused on making enterprise uh, customers' lives easier and much more sustainable, which will ultimately increase their billables, which will also increase their profit margins. So again, if you're an investor looking at opportunities, you got to look at, okay, the companies that are out and then on top of that security as an investor, you got to look at it in the sense of, okay, Hey, who stands the best chance to succeed at this? Who has the best future ahead of them based upon not only what I see today, but how they've organized everything and how they've established it. Yes. Okay. Now that makes a lot of sense. So that'll yeah. be helpful for tomorrow's uh, conference and then the Microsoft build at the, is that the end of this month? So the Microsoft build is at the end of this month. Uh, IBM's already in process. So their, their, their developer conference started today. Mm -hmm. uh, Google IO starts tomorrow. Microsoft is the 23rd. And then Apple's uh, WWDC is I think the first week of June. And then of course, Tesla AI day, you know, I think it'll be sometime later in the year. So again, you got a full, um, and, and there's a bunch of other companies in between like Adobe's events and everything else. Um, you have many of the other companies out there that hold developer conferences as well. So again, if you wrap your mind around their schedule and get an idea as it pertains to what they're putting out, then you can kind of start putting together and analysts look at this information too. That's mm -hmm. how actually how they put together their analyst research. And if you notice, a lot of folks are pricing for Apple to come out with a headset device that's probably going to cost 3000 Now, interesting part, who's going to buy it? Who's going to be the initial customer of this product? 
I mean, it's not outside of the realm of focus for Apple, especially since they know that they have a bunch of folks that buy MacBooks and everything else that, you know, can range all the way up to $3,000, $5,000. So, again, you know, it's very interesting to see exactly how that plays out. And then when you look at the potential amount of customers as well as profit margins that surround it, then you can start to build up its profitability as well as what does that do for its existing services like its App Store. So, well, you know. Hopefully that this was a lot for each and every single one of you. You know what we should do? You know, JoLynn? Yes. I think in 2023, we should have a conference this year. You know, not that has to be as long. It doesn't have to be week long like a lot of these companies, but, you know, maybe a two to three day conference this year. I can make a cameo. I could fly out somewhere. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I think that let's see. What, let's see what we can, you know, conjure up. But outside of that, hopefully each and every single one of you today were able to grab something from today's episode. And dig deeper, continue to keep digging deeper. This is the, if anything, this is the start to like push you through or to push you forward, but keep running with the information, keep learning it. And on top of that, keep exploring. Um, because I strongly believe that the more that you learn about what's happening underneath the hood and the more that you become knowledgeable about those things and take your investor mindset into those things, then you can spot exactly what the future looks like and who stands to have the best chance, which is ultimately good for your portfolio. So until next time, I'm Mark Monroe. And I'm Jolene GC in the place to be. And this has been Executive Education. We'll see you on the next one. I'm about to go take a nap. Peace. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>